Hello, world. This is TPN The Walk On for the Props Network. I am Joel Walkowski. That's actually my legal name for the Props Network, Joel Walkowski. It's good to be here. I know we're going to have a good show because if you want to do an analysis of variance, you will see that if I am sleepy, if it's raining outside, we have a good time here on the Friday Props Drop, and I believe we will. Um, it's all, it's the way things are going. It's still difficult to win a Thursday night football bet. We are cast in disappointment due to the Colts victory yesterday. Everyone knows I hate the Titans. Why did I bet on the Titans? We need a study on that. I'm, I'm, I'm committed to hating those guys. Didn't you tell me you were not taking the Titans? Yeah, I did. I, I, I took the Titans. <laughs> I didn't mean, I, I was not my intention, but the line moved to the home team, even money. I made a poor decision based on where the line was. I looked where the handle was. I put so much research into this pick, and if I would have won it if I did no thought whatsoever and went with my gut. And Phil Rivers. Even I laid off that one, dude, and I'm a square, square. Hey, if I'm home Thursday night, you know I'm getting the increased value of enjoyment from throwing a few shekels on the Thursday night game. Hell yeah. Yeah, so it is Friday, and to join me, as always, to go through our favorite props for the weekend, he writes a column where he bets every NFL game every week on the Props Network. Say hello to Steve Clark. Yo! What's up, Steve? What's up, dude? How you doing? I am dragging a little bit today, but life is good. Just waiting for that concession speech so I can, you know, start gambling <laughs> for real. What's, what's I don't think it's gonna that? I don't think it's gonna happen. Nope. So I, I I've got a very limited amount in my account, so I'm I'm hanging on by the skin of my teeth. I just have to get to December fourteenth. That's that's the day, yeah. And hopefully <laughs> nothing crazy ha- I mean nothing crazy can happen. No, right? No, nothing crazy can happen. I've been I've been searching ra- I, I I got radicalized by this bet. <laughs> I'm not every scrap of information of on Reddit, I'm there. Every Twitter account reporting this thing, I'm there twenty four seven. I am CNN at this point just because I want that five hundred bucks. Here's a question. Did you bet you bet on Joe Biden specifically to win the presidency? Yes, I did. If he dies in the next month, do you lose your bet? You know what? I believe I do. So that's what you're holding out right now. That that believe me, I've had that same worry. I'm 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 texting his cardiologist, how are things looking over there? <laughs> no, Sleepy Joe is is a is bounce he's a bouncing man. He's full of energy. Yeah, he's, he's not sleepy. I'm sleepier than Sleepy Joe. Yeah, he's jogging in a mask. I yeah. If I can't do that, no, not in New York these days. Where it's early March, do we have our NCAA picks? <laughs> I can't wait for college basketball, dude. It's gonna be fantastic. All these kids, they're gonna be balling out so hard. And wow, those Michigan universities—they've got some recruiting classes. Yeah. Michigan and Michigan know. State got the number one and two recruiting classes for next year in the country. Whoa. That's sick. Going to be that's awesome. Yeah, we're like the new UNC Duke. It's going to be so much fun. Hell yeah! All right. So, do you do you have your props ready to drop? 
I do. All right. Um, do you want to kick things off this week or should I? You know what? I'll do it. All right. I got one here. <clears throat> That's not a big, not a big surprise. Not really a, not really taking a leap of faith here. I'm taking the Packers over 31 and a half points against the Jaguars. Uh, they're averaging 37 points per game in all of their wins. They're averaging 33 points per game at home. And the Jaguars are giving up 31 points per game. The Jaguars also showed a little ability to score last week, which I wasn't expecting. So if the Jaguars can score 17, 20 points, the Packers are going to have to pack it on a little bit. The worst thing that could happen here is 28 to 3. Yeah, 28 to 3. If they get a Matt Ryan, you are just pissed off at your television all Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And you know, I I don't have this pick. I have a version of this pick. Okay. So I like Packers between 31 to 40 points plus 196. Love it. Because like I watched that Houston Jacksonville game last week. That Jacksonville defense, that's where the tank job is coming in. They're the, terrible. The corners can't tackle whatsoever. And I mean, if you're getting beat for long touchdowns by Randall Cobb, I think <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is gonna have a good day against you. Yeah. I I, I think so too. Though yeah. Thirty one to forty is a nice band to have. The Packers have scored over 40 before is my only concern, but the Jaguars aren't going to keep up. No, and I got to wonder, is that 13 and a half actually good value here? I know the line oh, looks I don't know. extremely... I think I teased that game, but yeah, that's... It's not bad. Like, it's the Packers. Yeah, it's not bad at all. The Packers... Have an amazing offense. I think Aaron Jones is probably the best back in I've seen at the, for the Packers in my He's lifetime. So like a lot of guys, they can succeed there because that's just the way that offense is organized. But Aaron Jones has like some tremendous abilities. Yeah, he's incredible. Uh, but this, I mean, like we, I feel like people were saying the Steelers Cowboys minus thirteen was value too. It's. Yeah. NFL's crazy. The back door's always open. Back door's always open, and that's what happened with Jacksonville last week. Yeah, exactly. I had the Texans minus minus six or minus seven, and they yeah they blew it in the end. Yeah, J- scrambling Jake found his way into the end zone, <laughs> and like he's a little frisky. I, I want to. Where do the Jaguars get all these anonymous backup quarterbacks from? They're always surprisingly effective. Is it could it be that the Jaguars offensive scheme like isn't terrible? I mean, I think that's well possible, especially because like Gardner is someone who can complete a lot of like high percentage throws. So like the way it's oriented, if it's built around that arm, I think it should be effective in theory. Yeah. And Luton can throw. Like he was he threw like a that DJ Chark touchdown was like a fifty yard dart. Yeah, it was a great throw. And you know, he showed a lot of ability with his feet and it's just enough. If you're a Jacksonville fan, you don't really want to win these games. Exactly. If, it's a little, something a little exciting to watch, but you're, you don't really think you're going to win. Yeah. Just, you want to score 21 points. You want to yeah. have five <laughs> good plays and that's enough to get you through your Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm with it. Um, I think that counts as one of my picks. So the floor, I believe returns to you, Steve. All right, this one's a little wacky. I'm taking Raiders Broncos 
The second half is the highest scoring half. Oh, wow. I love that. that that's a perfect <laughs> bet. You could bet that on every Drew Locke game ever. Exactly. Exactly. The last two weeks, the Broncos, Broncos games have had 44 and 38 points in the second half. <laughs> it's insane. Well, granted. So here's the thing. They played against the Chargers and the Falcons the last two weeks. Yeah, those are the teams you score on a lot of second half points on. So it could be it could be a little deceptive. I still think the Raiders' uh, defense is bad enough that they'll give up garbage time points. Also, I did some deep some deep diving on this. Both of these teams are top ten in the league in second half scoring. They both average over thirteen points in the second half. In the first half, Denver only averages eight points per half. So Denver's definitely a second half team, even if the Raiders aren't necessarily. And I do think the Raiders are going to jump out to a lead here. And I think garbage time will be available for the Broncos. Yeah. And I think there's been really good value, not as a better, but just as someone who wants to watch a football game and be entertained in non-Chiefs AFC West games. They're always so fun. They know each other incredibly well. And Drew Locke, to me... He he makes me wonder why they don't keep stats on gambling like they do for all-time yardage, passing, passer rating, because I think he has a chance. There's no stats on it right now to retire as the NFL's all-time leader in backdoor covers. Yeah, right? <laughs> He's not going to win you a ton of games. He's not going to have a lot of comebacks, but he'll get you close in a lot of yeah. comebacks for sure. He keeps it interesting. It's super fun to watch. Yeah, every all these AFC West quarterbacks are amazing, and the teams there like there's a lot of talent on these lower rung squads, like the Broncos and Chargers. But they ju- they have horrible coaching, so they yeah. can't put it together, <laughs> and that's what makes it, these games so entertaining. Yeah, like yes. Gruden is the second best coach in this division just because he got his linemen to buy in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So sweat out that second half, baby. Yeah, no, you're not going to be sweating that second half at all. Okay, I like Eagles had a bye week last week, right, Sam? Yep. Uh, okay, so what what do you do on the bye? You incorporate your rookie weapons, Jalen Rager over 37.5 yards, minus 115. We have seen the Eagles like every time a new weapon gets integrated into their offense. Boston Scott, Travis Fulgham, Dallas Goddard a a few years back. They really go out of their way to make them a part of the offense and give them touches. Rager was a first-round pick. They love what they have here. And it was very upsetting for the whole franchise for him to get hurt early in the year. So I think he's got a lot of ability, and I think he's going to be a big part of this offensive strategy going into a divisional game versus New York. I like that. And I think that Fulgham's kind of cemented himself as the number one receiver oh, yeah. at least for right now so if in all Brad- of football or just on philadelphia i mean <laughs> on, on philadelphia there's a case so, to be made for both he's really good so if they have like their if they have bradbury their number one corner shadowing him that should leave rager open for yeah 37 and a half that, that i like that a lot yeah and under 40 yards for someone who's going to get second receiver reps I mean, I think there's a good value in that. I think more often than not, that will hit. Agreed. Love that. And I'm going to stick with the same game. Okay, let's do it. I'm going to take 
Daniel Jones over 22 and a half rushing yards. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a good pick for sure. Danny loves to run. A little scrambler. Yeah, and, you know, I think the Philadelphia defense is actually really due for a good performance. I think I do, too. So, yeah, I mean, I always like betting the quarterback rushing overs against decent defenses. So this is in line with that. And the... The Eagles have played against a couple mobile quarterbacks already. They played against Lamar Jackson, who ran for 108 yards against them. And then last time the Giants played against the Eagles, Daniel Jones ran for 92 yards, including that 75-yard <laughs> stumble. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're a decent defense, but they do give up uh, rushing yards to, to scrambling quarterbacks. Yeah, I think that's a good assessment. I I think this is going to be a really fun game. The Giants have been playing surprisingly well in recent weeks. And I mean, if, if I take a line on this game, I think it depends on whether that line's at three or three and a half at any yeah. given moment. That's what yeah. determines it for me. Seriously. What I've been doing with the Giants recently is teasing their spread and then teasing the under in the same game. Ooh. And it works out pretty well because those nfc games do not have a lot of points and the giants always keep games close the giants always keep things close which is like it's kind of a testament to their defense and like i don't think joe judge is the answer by any means but i think players really like playing for joe judge there's a yeah. certain attitude in the giants yeah for sure Okay. Yeah, and in this game, another one that called out to me, I did like uh, Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz to combine for 500 passing yards, minus 115. And wow. we're going to have pretty clear skies in New York on Sunday. That's only 250 yards a guy. And Yeah, neither of them have running backs right now. Yeah, neither of them. And so I think they're going to be able to hit some pretty reasonable figures. Sorry, that was me. Uh, my phone was caught in my pocket. It was going to fall, so I, I bumped it, and it came against the table. Sorry, Sam. I don't mean to alert you. <laughs> Did he jump up like a dog? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he heard a knocking. Uh, that was a good Anne Frank impression. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That one wasn't bad. He. No, by that I mean you did a really good job writing these ad reads. People are going to be going over these for a hundred years. There you go. Okay. Good writer. They're both good writers. Is okay. So I think the floor returns to you. Uh, yes, I'm going to go to this uh, this Ram Seahawks game. Yeah, very very interesting game. Um, I'm taking Jared Goff over 288 and a half passing yards. And the reason is very simple. I don't think Jared Goff is a good quarterback. But the Seahawks have historically, in the history of the NFL, the worst passing defense in NFL history. They're giving up 362 passing yards per game. Just to put it into perspective, the worst passing defense in a full season was the 2011 Packers. They gave up 299 passing yards per game. The Seahawks are averaging 63 more passing yards per game than the worst passing defense in the history of the NFL. Uh, And the Seahawks have a good offense, so it's going to be a shootout. The Rams defense is good. I will say that. Um, 
But I do think the Seahawks will score enough that Jared Goff can throw the ball for over 288 yards. Yeah. So I'm on the other side of this one. It really, I think your analysis about the Seahawks defense is correct. But I looked at the high figure on this line and in a divisional game where there's a decent amount of familiarity and the Seahawks defense has just been really thrown under the bus in a na- in just by the entire national media, I kind of expect that secondary to show up and play. Interesting. The So the way the Seahawks defense works is they try to make teams one-dimensional. So they take away the run. They're only average. They're only giving up like 92 rushing yards per game. If they do that, if they continue to do that, which is what they've done the whole year, they leave their passing game just like completely exploited, which is why, you know, all these historic numbers are being put up against them. So, I mean, if they clearly it's not working. So if they change their defensive scheme and they, you know, give the run a little more room and they allow teams to run the ball a little more with a little more success. I could see your your bet going right. And also, yeah, Jared Goff is not a good quarterback. So betting on this is not fun for me. I'm just simply betting against the worst passing defense in the NFL. Yeah, and it's it's amazing that this defense is so bad playing under Pete Carroll. The secondary to be the black eye of that team. Yeah. He's made his entire career as someone who's just extremely adept at working with the secondary. Yeah. And yeah. I do think that there is enough talent. Jamal Adams is there. Quandre Diggs is there. And I don't think their their cornerbacks are a little banged up, but even their depth, I mean, I don't hate Trey Flowers as like my nickel corner. So yeah. I, I think if they've been embarrassed like they have been, I think they have what it takes to put together a good defensive performance when they have Jamal frickin' Adams. He hasn't done anything yet. Also, keep an eye on Cooper Cup because if he is hurt, I probably wouldn't take this bet because he's had wrist injuries the last couple of weeks. So if he sits, I would not take this. Yeah, and and this is like the classic game for this weekend. Like I thought this was the toughest week to pick lines for because we have all these games like Rams Seahawks and like I believe the Cardinals Bills game is similar to that where the lines are like under a field goal. Yeah. And it could easily go either way. And we just had one Thursday night. So proceed with caution. It's a toss up week out there. It is. Yeah. But a lot of good games with a lot of implications. Yeah. And I mean, even last night, I think the AFC South games, they just get a bad taste. They get a bad reputation because the AFC South has been so milk toast for a while. But that was the Colts had more to play for than any team in yep. in the NFL so far last week. Yep. If they lost that game, the Titans, with all of their offensive line injuries, were going to be up two games in the division with seven to play. So huge win. Yeah, you love to see it. I got a Colts over. I got a Colts playoff futures prop. Ooh, that I, was very happy about last night. That that's a that's a good prop. I they were clearly a better team than Tennessee two weeks ago. And I think Reich is just a really great coach. Really good coach. Yeah. How many quarterbacks could be on that team and they could conceivably win the Super Bowl? Is it like 18, 20? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what is Philip? What, what rank is Philip rivers as a quarterback? 24. I I I think he's probably lower. Could. Yeah. Maybe 28. 
Yeah, like <laughs> Phil Phil Rivers is a bottom tier quarterback at this point in his career. I thought he was washed eighteen months ago. Yeah, and you know, but where did Frank Reich win his Super Bowl? Philadelphia with Nick Foles. He knows yep. he can only have his be- best success <laughs> with a backup quarterback, and that's what Phil Rivers is right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very true. I do like that. So I'm gonna stay in. In the Midwest, I like Baker Mayfield over 219.5 passing yards, and I am basing this on the advice of my good friend Brian Allen Mitchell. All he talks about is how good Kaderil Hodge is, how he's going to just, the offense won't miss a beat with him taking over for OBJ, and he says that Baker has better chemistry with him than any player on the team right now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And if you have like, if I, if you have a fan who's just telling me, no, 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 the roster is going to be better because of this. And I see the figure is remarkably it's low. So low yeah. And he's playing a Texans defense that has given up. They, they got torched through the air by Jacksonville last week. So I think 220 yards for Baker is an extremely valuable proposition. Yep. I I looked at that number two and saw that it was so low. But the one thing that kept me from from doing it is just that Nick Chubb's back. Texans have the worst rushing defense in the NFL. I think I could see the the Browns like running the ball 55 times in this game, 60 times. Like give Chubb 25 touches, give Hunt 15 touches. Um, but yeah, it's such a low number that it's hard not to bet it. Yeah. And if I've been following the Cleveland Browns Reddit a bit this week, and it just sounds like Baker's having an amazing week of practice. Kevin Stefanski (laughs) has been pretty bullish on him in the media, and I think you could see an improved second half of the year for Baker, and I think it could start this week. Okay. Okay. You don't sound convinced, but I'll get you there. (laughs) <laughs> the, the Browns are going to be six and three. They're going to have all these That's problems. That's so weird. It's going to. We've got amazing opportunities. We're going to get to bet against the round, the Browns and the Raiders in the first round of the playoffs. How yeah. wonderful <laughs> does that sound? I can't wait. I will play. Also, go ahead. It better not. I mean, like, I get it. If they add another playoff, another two playoff spots because of COVID, but that would be the worst. That would be the worst thing for football to have half the teams in the playoffs. Half the teams in the playoffs. And I, we didn't even, I don't know if our listeners even know this. The NFL was very quiet about potentially adding an additional team on top of the seven that are already going to the playoffs. And this was earlier this week. Yeah. They said that if any COVID or any games get canceled due to COVID and they can't reschedule them. They will add extra teams to the playoffs. And, and Just add another week to the season. What are we doing? I feel like they saw the Dalvin Cook in the Vikings last weekend <laughs> and looked at that team. They're like, oh, this is the best team in the NFC right now. They had so many rookies to incorporate, but we need to expand the field just to include them. Yeah. That, yeah. that was my first thought. I was like, oh, they want Dalvin Cook in the playoffs because he deserves <laughs> to be in the playoffs. That makes sense. They deserve it. Yeah. You don't want to punish a team for having 40 rookies. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do a quick ad read right here. And 
BetMGM Sportsbook. You know them. They're the official sportsbook of Jamie Foxx, the official sportsbook of the Detroit Lions. Well, BetMGM, they are live for legal betting in Colorado, Indiana, Nevada, New Jersey, West Virginia, and now Tennessee. Are you betting on the Masters this week? How about the NFL and college football? Take some of that action to BetMGM. Why? Because for a limited time, BetMGM has a special signing bonus for the Props Network listeners. All you have to do is create a new account at BetMGM and use code WALKON20 to get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $500. That's right. Just enter code WALKON20 and up to a $500 bonus bankroll is all yours. Then you will enjoy all that BetMGM has to offer like earning free bets every week in the Money Monday Club, multi-sport parlay boosters, and this week you can get $10 free live dealer casino plays when you wager $20 or more on any NFL game. So try BetMGM with code WALKON20 now while the offers last. Must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. That was a good one. That, that was crispy. That Ooh. beat's good. I... We are talking props in the morning. I can hear the neighbors moaning. These walls are thin. These bets are gonna win. Cause we're throwing down on Tua and the Fins. Okay, we did it. We got a freestyle. That was shout out to Wale releasing. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that just happened. Hey, I got some breaking news to drop on the props drop. You do? I do. I can't wait. The Marlins have just hired the first female GM. Oh, hell yeah. Good for the Marlins. Good for Derek Jeter. Yeah, baby. Kim Ang. Congratulations, Kim. that, That makes sense because doesn't that fountain seem like some weird thing your girlfriend would make you keep in the house? The fountain. The home run fountain that emerges. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like that seems like the sort of idea of my old lady would be like, yeah, we need to have this. It's going to pop up when someone hits home run. I was like, all right, company will like it. So the decor fits. Congratulations, though, Cam. We're proud of you. It's good news. Um, all right. I've got I've got another one from the Seahawks Rams game. Let's do it. This is this is perhaps the wackiest of them all. So People who have been reading and watching the Props Network for a while now know that Tyler Lockett is a pattern player. He plays, his his stats come in patterns. Last year, his pattern was when he was healthy, he scored a touchdown every other game. And it was proven. I did a video on it. And he it, it, it worked. Every other game, he scored a touchdown. The hypothesis was supported. This year... I found a new pattern with Tyler Lockett, and I'm going to exploit it this week. Um, Every third game of the season, so week three, he had nine catches for 100 yards. Okay. And three touchdowns. Week Mm -hmm. seven, they had a bye week in week six. So this is the the next third game. He had 15 catches for 200 yards and three touchdowns. Guess what? He's had his two-week break. It's the third game again. I'm taking Tyler Lockett over 
64 and a half receiving yards. I don't care that the Rams have the second best passing defense in the NFL. I'm taking Tyler Lockett because this because of this pattern that I've unearthed because I, I am Rain Man. Yeah, I mean, if you found a pattern, <laughs> you gotta support the pattern, be it in the gambling world or at Joanne Fabrics. I mean, I love that you found your own like correlation out there in the Tyler Lockett stat, stat universe. And I love that you've done it two years in a row. Yeah, he's my guy. He's a pattern guy. Yeah. Also, Jalen Ramsey's probably gonna shadow DK Metcalf. Yeah. So that, there's some real value here, but let's let's pay attention to the pattern. The pattern. This is like the film the number 23. We're we're gonna call these the locket locks. Yeah. If he hits this time, I'm expecting everyone in week 12 or week 13, I guess it would be, to jump on Tyler Lockett. Yeah, and that's how you separate the the sharps from the squares. You got to incorporate the Tyler Lockett by week. You did that when you presented it. So, yeah, we're just going to, if it hits this week, we have to call the Pentagon. Let yeah, them know what's going on. Alert the Pentagon. <laughs> But I'm taking it. I'm yeah. taking it. I'm I'm actually putting money on this because of this pattern and because Jalen Ramsey's going to shadow DK Metcalf. Yeah, I mean the the Ramsey thing is just such a home run, and you because it always works out that the marquee cornerback receiver matchups are usually kind of boring because that's just how great cornerbacks yeah. are. So you might see that with DK this week. It's true. I, Although DK, like I don't think Jalen Ramsey's ever covered anyone like DK Metcalf. Like I. I could see him still having a decent game. Yeah, DK is he's a framed. complete freak. He's built every team. How did every NFL team pass on him two times? That's Twice. Crazy. Yeah. Insane. And it's not like he's this guy who came out of nowhere. He played at an SEC school. He was the combine darling. And he's the it was the first time that someone had an amazing combine and it hurt their draft stock. Yeah, I guess people were like tired of being burned by these athletes that couldn't run routes. Because that was the big knock on him was that he couldn't run routes. But then he just learned how to run routes. <laughs> and now he's like the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, and you know what? He has an amazing work ethic. And you can take one look at that physique he's cultivated and it tells you everything you know exactly. about his dedication. That's, that's discipline to look like that. Yeah, it shouldn't. you shouldn't see that body and be, be like, oh, that's a meathead. It's like, oh, that's someone who really works hard and has like is dedicated to the larger goal of reaching their ceiling as a football player. That's what that physique says to me. Yeah, he is like the elite human being. He is the like pinnacle of what a human being is capable of. Yeah, and I thought it was fun that LeBron James saw this like kind of pinnacle of human behaviors like oh that guy reminds me of me yeah <laughs> <laughs> gotta love humble old lebron yeah this outlier is just like me um my next pick i think there's another guy who's close to the pinnacle of human abilities but he's not been close to maximizing his on-field abilities mike evans over 51 and a half yards minus 115 I understand that he's been ignored in this offense. I understand that there's a lot of great targets in Tampa Bay, but he is the elder statesman on this team. The passing game has been designed for him from when it was first instituted by Bruce Arians, and coming off of a bad week, 
what's the change that the Buccaneers have to play? It's involving Mike Evans more in the offense. I think that's the the card they're going to play. So I like Mike Evans to hit the over. I like the Buccaneers to cover the... It's yeah. up to six right now, but I still think I like them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think there's this is going to be a good game to bet on. And DVOA doesn't lie. I think the Bucks had an aberration last week. And I'm going to yeah. trust the first nine weeks of the season rather than think they're the worst football team ever assembled. Yeah, and like how often does Tom Brady lose two in a row? I, I, I'm I'm interested to know what that number is. I feel like it's not a lot, especially when he gets blown out. Like he's going to he's going to play a really good game this week just because he doesn't want people to think he's washed. Yeah, he's going to play a good game this weekend. Like that game against the Saints was so strange. Brady looked horrible, but the Bucks were also missing a lot of their key offensive linemen. The guard they're getting back is, you know, in all pro consideration. So I just think you're going to see the real Bucks this week. Yeah. Hopefully they don't. I mean, it's the curse of Antonio Brown is what it is. It's the, Let's be honest. It's the curse of Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, he's back in the NFL. The 81 is a great choice. He looks great. But he's a dysfunctional guy. It might not be great for the locker room. And is it good for chemistry after Brady's brought in Gronkowski? After Mike Evans yeah. getting ignored, <laughs> he's bringing in his friend to play wide receiver. His friend who's like that guy who shows up at a party who's like 28 years old at a college party. <laughs> it's so good. The guy who's been to jail shows up at a sleepover. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I, Arians is a famous players coach, but you can really, you can see he's playing with fire with some of these personnel decisions over there. Yeah. I think it works out this week, though. I like it. It's not too big of a number. I feel like they have so many weapons that it's a it's a little scary, but Mike Evans is so good, and they had a terrible game, so they need to work him in. I agree. Yeah. I'm with um, Okay, check this one out. I'm taking Kyler Murray to score a rushing touchdown. Ooh. Yeah, I found odds at plus like plus 126 at a sports book I will not name. Um, so it's pretty good value considering he has scored a rushing touchdown in every game this season except for one. And he scored two two rushing touchdowns in a game. So really he's averaging a rushing touchdown a game. It's kind of insane. I didn't realize he was scoring so many rushing touchdowns this year. Um, and since Kenyon Drake is out, they don't have a ton of healthy running backs. He's His rushing use, usage has gone up in the last three weeks. He's had over 10 carries in each of the three weeks. Yeah. he Also, the way he runs is very funny. So just like cheering for him to run will be fun. Yeah, and I noticed last week against Miami, they have a lot of really great play calls that are designed runs for him to the outside. Yep. And when he gets those, it's the hardest thing for a defense to defend. Yep. And that just seems like a very important thing in the Cliff Kingsbury offense. So Buffalo seems like a pretty good match for those kind of plays. So, yeah, I I like that. That'll be a fun bet to have as well. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, so I I hate to do this one. I don't want to turn my back on my beloved here, but unfortunately, I'm going to do it. I like the under on Justin Herbert passing yards. Whoa. 269.5. 
and really the reason for this is I watched that entire Cardinals-Dolphins game last weekend. I was very impressed with the play of the Cardinals secondary, with the Dolphins secondary. I thought they were targeted with a lot of ticky-tack penalties that marred some otherwise really effective and good coverage. Okay. Just, I mean, Justin Herbert's a freak. He's is a, all I will say. Yeah, he's a freak, but the Dolphins have a top five rated defense. They're traveling across the country. There's a huge correlation between flights of 3,000 miles or more and disappointing road performances. And 269.5 is pretty high. Yeah, I will say this. He traveled across the country and played the Bucks and threw for 290. Traveled across the country to play the Saints and threw for 264. And then everywhere else was either home or close by. So, I mean, yeah, I can't bet against this guy, but I understand your logic. Yeah, and again, this being a tough week for just gambling on football in general, I made this pick because otherwise I was just going to return to the well for tight end receiving overs, (laughs) which are once again a good play this week. I'm not going to lie. I didn't include them just because I've talked about them so much, but Evan Ingram, 34 and a half, come on. Yeah. So yeah, that that's Herbert. And I, I really just wanted to give the Miami dolphins defense some love. Like it's got to suck to be Xavier Howard. You're guarding DeAndre Hopkins. You're doing an amazing job guarding DeAndre Hopkins. And then you get three borderline (laughs) pass interference calls. (laughs) Like you worked your entire life to be in this position. You're doing everything (laughs) you learned to the highest of anyone on Earth's abilities. And then a bureaucrat consistently takes your achievements away from you. Brutal. Brutal. Um, I'm going back to the Texans-Browns game. I got two picks in this game. Who do you like in this game before you get into this pick? What's the spread? I'm pretty sure. I think the Browns are only like three or three and a half, aren't they? Yeah, it's down to Browns three. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns. Yeah, all over it with you there. I don't understand why the spread is so small. Like why it's only three points. Yeah, that's wild to me. The Texans barely beat the Jaguars. (laughs) Yeah, Texans barely beat the Jaguars, who are trying to lose. Yeah. Okay. I mean, now that we're saying this, Texans are going to win. Anyways, I'm taking, I'm actually betting on the Texans side. So Brandon Cooks over 56 and a half receiving yards. He's really emerged in the last few games here. In the last, Texans' last four games, Cooks is averaging 10 targets per game and 93 yards per game. Brown's pass defense is not good, they haven't been good all year. Bottom eight in the NFL. And I'm expecting the Browns to be winning, like we just said. So the Texans are going to have to catch up. Garbage time. Should be a lot of room for Brandon Cooks to get some yards. Yeah, I think that's true. And Brandon Cooks, he's kind of flo- flies beneath the radar. He's been effective so many places. And he's, and he's mm-hmm. the collective opinion is a little lower than it ought to be just because he's been so injured through the years. Yeah. And he's always kind of been the number two, I guess, except for when he was in New Orleans. But he's the number two again in Houston. Like, Will Fuller is their number one guy. Um, yeah, but so, Will Fuller's a number one guy, but he doesn't really run number one routes. Exactly. So by that, yeah, so he just takes the top off of defense consistently. But Brandon Cooks is the bread and butter. Yeah, 
and he's been playing really well the second second half so far. Now, now that you agreed with me, I, I placed the Browns bet already. I, I just did it. I was like, Steve likes it. I'm in. <laughs> I saw it was at three. I, I stole it. I jumped yeah, right I, on I it. Yeah, I can't imagine that moving any lower. I feel like it's only going to go higher. Yeah, get it now. I I love the Browns this week. And, you know, I do think that Brandon Cooks is probably going to be the receiver on, Texan, on the Texans who... Gets the ball down the stretch. I could see this game going into a garbage time direction for sure. Yeah, exactly. Which, here, let me do my last pick while we're talking about it. I'm taking Deshaun Watson over 243 and a half passing yards. Oh, wow, that's a low figure. It's low for a team that's going to be behind. He's uh, his, his lowest yardage total so far this year is 253 yards. So I guess... Odds makers are expecting him to have his worst game of the year against the Browns, who are not a good passing defense. Oh, I will say, and this is actually, it's it's bad for your prop, but it's good for the general forecast of betting on the Browns. 80% chance of rain there in it is. Cleveland this Sunday. So that explains why the figures are so low on those yardage numbers. Always check the weather. Always check the weather. Listen to your mothers at the Props Network. Bring an umbrella. Um, yeah, and check it on like Saturday. Yeah, and it's not. Well, I guess it's party Friday. It's not. But yeah, check it tomorrow. It's not just eighty percent chance of rain. It's um, thirty-two mile per hour winds. Whoa! So I would like to redact my Baker prop. Yeah, and I would like <laughs> to redact my two props as well. Redacted. Redacted. Always check the weather. Brought to you by two guys who admit they didn't check the weather. No. Yeah. So if there's Nick Chubb numbers out there maybe hammer those hammer those chub lines and i gotta say knowing what we now know hammer the browns this is what yeah. they want to play in exactly and like this texas team they're furious that that firing of their vice president of operations yeah. who like everyone is mad about that because they did it for political reasons they must have like the timing was too she's not a culture fit the week after the election, like <laughs> yeah, she she's not a culture pick. The day after f- posting videos of her own political leanings that aren't in line with owner Bob McNair's, yeah, such a yeah. And every literally everyone who's ever worked with her has nothing but positive things to say about her. She it clearly wasn't a job thing. It was a she probably spoke out about politics. Yeah, and. She's been recognized by the NFL as the best employee in her position as recently as 2017. Yeah. J.J. Watt took great care to announce to the world that she was invaluable when he did his post-hurricane fundraising. Yep. And yeah, you could not predict a more disastrous year for the Texans from just a locker room vibe perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, these guys are going to have to get on a plane, hang out in Cleveland for two days, then play (laughs) in the wind and the rain. They don't want to be there. They hate their jobs. The Browns, they love playing for Stefanski. I think the Browns roll. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's do it. Sorry sorry to ruin your pick there, but I I had to to let you know. Okay, in this next one... I cannot believe how low this figure is. I know the production has yet to catch up with the talent level, 
But Henry Ruggs, over 30.5 yards, Raiders against the Broncos. This is one completion for Henry Ruggs. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm like a really big Henry Ruggs apologist, and I take his over all the time, and they never hit. But he's so talented. He's so talented, but he's not the type of receiver you want to pair with an arm like Derek Carr. If he's with Holmes or Stafford, that kind of guy, he's Tyreek Hill. Yeah, exactly. And for some reason, Nelson Aguilar is filling the role that you would think Ruggs would be filling. Like he's getting 50-yard touchdown passes every game. So what a weird situation. But this is a low number. And yeah, he could get this in one catch. I would hope they would involve him more. Yeah, and we'll he, he seems like he deserves to be involved more. And But you know what? I know this is a low figure. He had a horrible game against the Chargers last week. He had a bad week against Cleveland the week before that. But that was weather-related. Mm-hmm, that's I'm, true. I mean, so far this year, he does have games where he's gotten 55, 118 yards, and that's off limited catches. Yeah. And, I mean, if this were ever going to be a time where they're they're going to utilize him in the offense, I mean, I think Denver is a good place to do that. Definitely a good place, yeah. I mean, his former teammate is, is established as the number one receiver there due to Cortland Sutton going down. Jerry Judy's doing stuff that only 10-year veterans can, should be expected yeah. to do. <laughs> like, he had a little fake where he was going for an a go route where he just raised his hand and went into a dig. That's right. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, so, so just by virtue of how much Jerry Judy has done, I expect the Raiders to give Ruggs a couple of receptions. You have a Corvette. Take it out of the garage. Yeah, prove to everyone that you made the right decision in drafting Ruggs ahead of Judy. Yeah. Let, no. him, let him cook, baby. Let free Henry Ruggs. <laughs> Yes. All right. Floor returns to you. I'm out. I did two in a row there, so I just finished up. Okay. You are out, so I will stay in that same game. I like head-to-head passing yards. Drew Locke against David Carr. Um, He's minus 115. It's a toss-up there. And I got to go with Drew Locke just because I think he'll be playing from behind. I Mm. think the Raiders are kind of anxious about getting a good Josh Jacobs week out there. So, yeah, I expect Drew to get more receiving yards than Derek Carr. It seems pretty basic to me. Yeah, and the Raiders have been leaning on their run game a lot. And they have three – they, like, alternate between three running backs who all do really well. So, I yeah, I agree that especially when the Raiders come out with a lead, Locke's going to have to make up up those yards. Yeah, I'm with that. So, on this slate, do you have any – Favorite picks or locks, just not props, but like straight up games. Ooh, let me take a peek. Let me take. I know the Browns is one that I really liked. Let's see. So I did. I so I teased the Giants up to nine and a half and took the under at fifty and a half against the Eagles. Great. Because oh yeah, there's some crazy stats. There, the Giants' last five games have. The scores have been decided by three points, one point, one point, two points, and three points. They keep every game so close. Uh, I managed to grab the Bengals at plus nine. Oh, and yeah, if you got that right when it came out, that that's a veteran move, Steve. That's some yeah. PJ Brown level gambling. 
So if Big Ben doesn't play, I'm feeling extremely good. Even if Big Ben does play after not practicing, we saw Stafford kind of mess up last week after not practicing. I, I don't blame Stafford for that at all. That was the worst defensive performance I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, I'd be forcing stuff too if I were him. Like, if we conceded a touchdown every drive, we would have been slightly worse. <laughs> and then I like the Ravens over the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Ravens, Ravens over the Patriots. I'm going to be on that, but I'm going to tease Steelers and Ravens together and make both those lines basically a pick. I think they'll get to minus one because they're both touchdown games right now. There you go. Beautiful. So before we get out of here, I'm going to do one last ad read because more and more states are legalizing online betting. But how are you supposed to know which sites are legal to bet on and which are shady offshore bookie operations? Every sports book looks the same. And that's why when legal betting comes to your state, you need to go to thepropsnetwork.com before opening your account. Because the Props Network, they're one of the only betting news sites that exclusively ranks U.S. sports books that are kosher to bet on. So you won't get fooled into breaking the law. Like a certain podcast host has been known to do. It's me, the serial loiterer. And then not only will you find a reputable place to bet at thepropsnetwork.com, you'll also get the get the guaranteed bet sports book bonuses in the industry and reporting on weekly promos. That's thepropsnetwork.com where great bets get started. What's so funny? You really butchered that one. Sorry, sorry. Um, I, I I got my my fiance and I we we switched laptops a few weeks ago, and I use her laptop, but it's still connected to her phone. So her mom FaceTimed her, so I had that pop up, so I couldn't <laughs> see the ad read. I just got alerts that Mama was calling. All right, well, <laughs> considering the circumstances, you nailed it. I nailed it, and then I I was also thinking of this story's just been cracking me up all morning. We all know the NFL has a lot of great charitable people. There's a lot of wonderful benefactors. And I, it's so funny today, Arthur Blank, owner of the Falcons, he donated $20 million to start a stuttering research center at the University of Texas. What? Is he a stutterer? No, I don't think he is a stutterer because stutterers always let you know who the other stutterers are. <laughs> yeah, been- that's crazy. Was he just like, oh... Our president used to stutter. Time to throw down a ton of money to research this. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Call me old-fashioned, but the only stuttering center I need is Bill Walton. (laughs) Uh, Two things, Joel, real quick. So one, we're still going to do pro gambler picks, I believe. All right. Run the video. But also, I see a few people watching the stream. If anyone has a question, comment wants to argue any of these picks uh we got a few more minutes here let us know yeah hit us up arthur blank is a person who stutters by the way and this is, and this is not just a uh, a stuttering educational center it's a holistic stuttering education oh. center who wouldn't want to get acupuncture done on their tongue <laughs> <laughs> dang big big uh it's a good time to be a stutterer right now it's a great time except all the stutterers in my life, they're losing their mind. They hate this Braden character. They think he's a real spotlight hog. He's the he's this year's Ken Bone. 
How's he? How, how's that kid have a stutter when I've already seen him yodeling in Walmart? That's what I want to know. <laughs> so we are going to roll my picks this week. I hope you like them, Steve. And just a bit of trivia for this video. While we were filming it, we filmed it yesterday. We went inside a car. A man. While we were filming, a man came out and started peeing on the car. Gosh. And. You know, I'm I'm a pretty friendly guy. I poked my head out the window and we shared a laugh while I looked at his penis. It was a really <laughs> nice moment of human connection. It could have we could have could have been very incendiary, but we both had a good time. Where on the car did, did he choose? Right on the front. It was like direct it was 3 feet in front of us because but because it was rainy, he had no idea we were in there. And I didn't honk, but I just poked my head out and I was like, "Hey, how are you?" <laughs> <laughs> great that's good luck that's good yeah if a man pees right in front of you that is good luck it's the modern yeah. day black cat that's right Pull the videos sammy hi i'm joe walkowski and i am a professional gambler here for the props network you call it sitting in traffic i call it a stalled drive here are my week 10 picks i like the bucks over the panthers the only way bruce arians will give up a higher score is if he lets his doctor test his blood pressure. They're gonna need a short memory to bounce back. Luckily, they signed Rob Gronkowski. I like the Browns over the Texans. Coach Stefanski says Baker is ready to ascend. I'm guessing that involves a booster seat. I like Miami over the Chargers. Justin Herbert is having a breakout on the field and on his forehead. I like the Lions over Washington. No fans will be attending this game. When asked if this was part of the league's COVID protocol, Roger Goodell said, sure. Those are my picks. Enjoy the games. Very good. Very good. What's up with that Dolphins Chargers line? That that does not seem right to me. I don't know, but people, I've been seeing a lot of people taking the Chargers. Yeah. I took the Lions, but I'm horrified or yeah i'm horrified I, or I, I took the dolphins but i'm horrified yeah and like just by virtue of the records you got to take the dolphins in this game and how hot they've been the last few weeks their defense is really good yeah defense is really good i don't understand why it's two and a half there that's the strangest line of the week for me by far yeah i i don't i don't understand either i just typed it into to google and now it says that they're one and a half. The underdog. Yeah. yeah I, I don't get this whatsoever. I, that was such an impressive win from them last weekend. And, you know, when you don't understand the line, like last night with the Colts and Titans, maybe that's the odds makers way of telling you where to put your money. This is very suspicious. Stay away from this line at all costs. What's going on with the Lions right now? Isn't is Galladay hurt? Is he out? Uh, Galladay, he didn't practice yesterday. He doesn't have a contract, and it seems like he might not be long for Detroit. But they've shown right. a great ability to move the ball against anyone. And if if they don't put together a decent defensive performance against a Alex Smith, Alex Smith <laughs> is going to be a come to Jesus. This is the sort of like. It's such an old-fashioned defense that when you put a traditional drop-back immobile passer on the 
opposite end. This is the one time this might work. will work. Yeah. So yeah, I do like the Lions there. Okay, good because I took them. Yeah, I mean they're they're a bad team, but they're slightly better than Washington at home. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I mean Washington, they've got a great receiver, they've got a great defensive line, but with all of the like dysfunction of trying to get a quarterback in there who's able to play, Alex Smith has gotten very limited practice reps because he was the number three for most of the season yeah my god that injury last week was brutal yeah another yeah. one and that that alex smith you know has got to have that suck to have that kind of injury with alex smith there because he's just going yes too bad they already made the documentary about the recovery <laughs> you ain't getting no 30 for 30 dog <laughs> yeah i agree I think I like all your picks this week. That's fantastic. I'm glad to have your support. Glad to have you in agreement with me. And I just see that the Lions line got taken down. That's been taken down and put on the board so many times this week. What is, oh, really? Yeah, it's just shuffling on and off. Come on, place it. Yeah, I've been seeing that a lot. The Ravens Patriots, I couldn't it was hard to find a line on too. Yeah, so weird yeah, times. Even in the course of while we've recording, there's been a ton of line movement. So a lot of movement out out in the Niners Saints game, and I, I think I'm kind of leaning Niners there, getting ten on the road off a long week and a terrible performance. Interesting. They looked a little worse than I expected last week. The Saints looked a little better, and I think if they just kind of regress to the average performance, yeah. you know, I think it's a a touchdown game if San Francisco plays their best ball. I, I took the Saints at minus seven. I bought a couple points there, but... Oh, yeah, minus seven. I'm with you there. Yeah, 10 points is a lot. I, I, 49ers, they're such a weird team. They're another team like the Giants where they somehow win games and keep games close even though they have no talent on the field. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, Kyle Shanahan's still a good coach. I think people kind of caught up to that scheme, but... They've been not letting Garoppolo fully recover from any of his injuries. They've just been rushing him <laughs> under center, like, yeah, let the guy heal. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. I, I'm glad we agree. Everyone should read Steve's blog every week. He's one of our best handicappers at the Props Network, and I would follow his picks into war. That's right. I'm 73, 56, and 4 this year. Beautiful. Look Doing at okay. That. Steve is crushing it. Those are Pujolsian numbers. Yeah. <laughs> well, for Steve Clark, for the Props Network and the Walk-On, this is Joel Walkowski walking off. I'll catch you on Monday.